0: Welcome to the Be Free RE Podcast, where you learn how to make your job optional. I'm your host, John, who's just getting started on his journey. But in the last year, I moved across the country, bought four apartments, make money as a landlord, no longer pay rent, and I have my first child. I'm joined by your co-host and my guide, Tony Angatti, who in five years quit his job and now manages over 80 units through a combination of house hacks, flips, and partnerships. So with that, let's jump into how you can do less of what you have to do and more of what you want to do. All right, Tony, another episode. How are you doing, man?
1: Busy, busy, busy. Oh yeah I uh yeah, I feel like when I go through my day lately, I have no clue where I am. It's like I spent that whole time with Covid just kind of hanging out at home uh doing you know random tasks to push business forward, but then the second everything opened up, it was like a thousand people all wanted me at the same time, which is good for business but bad for mental sanity, probably, yes.
0: yeah, better yeah. to burn out than rust out. Also, I feel like the days go faster, and it's just—I don't know. It, yeah. I don't uh,
1: know if that, that advice would be apt for people that had that Pinto. What was that car that always caught on fire? Uh, was it that one?
0: I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh,
1: probably rather have a car that rusts out than one that burns out.
0: In that case. But yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Fair enough. Also, also, I don't have people like call my phone all day like you do, so it's a little different. <laughs>
1: That's true. Had some weird stuff happen lately. Um, anything funny? <laughs> we uh know? well, we talked about the possum
0: debacle, right? Yeah. We did. Yeah.
1: Well the possum debacle turned into a flea debacle. Oh dude. So now we have to remove fleas, which is not exactly funny, just kind of
0: That's miserable.
1: Annoying. What do you do yeah. with
0: your tenants while well, that goes down?
1: The treatment doesn't actually require them to leave.
0: Oh, that's uh,
1: maybe. You, good. Well, they have they have to leave, but for a period of hours, not like days. Yeah. I mean, I guess unless the fleas end up being so bad that they have to gas the place or something, but it's just a spray. So the pest person will go and like spray, and then I guess it takes four hours to dry, and that's when they're allowed to go back in
0: after the thing dries so well that's unfortunate potential learning moment here uh how does that work with renter's insurance does their renter's insurance pick any of this up
1: well the lease actually does say that they're responsible for pest care to the unit like if they get bed bugs or something that's on them however in this case because there were possums that came into the building and that's what seems to have caused the fleas. I'm pretty sure this is on on the landlord. But I would think that if their stuff like their bed or personal belongings or something got fleas and you couldn't get rid of that, in that case, I guess you would call your renter's insurance. Probably.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't. uh, To be honest, this is a learning experience for me right now. I don't have all the answers at the moment. far as all the details i'll find out eventually but that's where that is um i feel like i've had a lot of other random stuff happen to me since we last talked too uh i had smoke detectors go bad and had to like go out of my building they just kept going off Uh. in the place that i live the duplex that i live i had to like knocked downstairs on the door for the tenants and we have a security system that accidentally opened the door on a bunch and set it off. And the tenants were like, oh, yeah, thanks for letting us know. We just assumed you opened the door. It was like, "Ah, uh, I feel bad. You actually recognize that because it always happens at like. 1 a.m. or like 5 a.m. or just very inopportune times for a security alarm to go off.
0: Oh, man. No good D goes unpunished. Technology.
1: Uh, pretty much, yeah. Ugh. How about yourself? Anything new for you?
0: Um, Yeah, we just had a dryer fail while we were out of town, of course. And uh, it's kind of funny. We were like, you know, this dryer's been great. It's a gas dryer, which is a little more common in Pittsburgh than everywhere else I've lived anywhere. And uh, we were like, let's just get it fixed. You know, this thing's working fine. It's gas. And we <laughs> called the tech and he was like, uh, this thing's from 1984. Uh, you should just get a new one. <laughs> and so we learned that our dryer is older than we are. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> that was kind of fun. I think you should just fix it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I Keep personally, I personally have fixed it once already, but it's time to put new coils in it. And uh, we probably should just fix it. But at a certain point, it's like, you know, let's just future-proof this thing. And like, we're spending a little extra money for. Um, this is the benefit of getting a good deal. Thanks, Tony, for helping us find the good deal. Is like we're, we don't like go. we don't have to cut every corner. You know what I mean? Like we don't feel yeah. so stingy about everything. We're willing to just be like you know whatever. Let's get this done. So, and I that's think good. we're gonna get a new washing machine put in our place too because our our washing machine is breaking down as well. So, it's just time. We'll roll it all in together. So, that's what's up in our world, man. Yeah, clothes. Yeah, clothes and stuff. Um, so today we have Charles calling from the South side of Pittsburgh with a question about how to manage his portfolio. And then we also have, uh, we're going to start going through some mailbag questions. So people do occasionally email us and send us DMS and, uh, we're, we're going to read through a question about, uh, where, how to get like a good lease template. So for someone who's just getting started, you know, there's some questions about kind of the deal and then like, you know, how do I kind of, uh, you know, get my first tenant in smoothly, so to speak, if that makes sense. So with that, let's, uh, let's jump right into Charles' question.
1: Hey, this is Charles down here in South Side of Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, I got about uh, 10 buildings now. and I'm trying to figure out how I can expand my portfolio. Maybe you guys can hit on that subject. That's about it.
0: Thanks. Bye. All right. (laughs) A true caricature there. Uh,
1: uh, Yeah, Charles is from Pittsburgh. (laughs) Um, So, what's. uh, So, he's got 10 properties and
0: um, he's trying to. What exactly with them? Uh, I I haven't heard the term. Maybe it's some Pittsburgh slang. He wants to spam his portfolio. So. Uh, Maybe maybe that's an acronym for Sell Properties Amazingly Money. Something like that. (laughs) Sell Properties Amazingly Money.
1: Okay. Well, if he wants to sell the portfolio and their single family properties, then usually selling them separately is going to get the most money. um, Unless you're just trying to be done with it.
0: Yeah, so a little background. South side of Pittsburgh is uh, a rapidly gentrifying area, right? It's like the bar area so when you're 22 to 25 and living in pittsburgh it's where you want to be so that's kind of the context on his neighborhood uh i think everything what like everything seven years ago was going for a fraction of the price that it is now like Uh, one timeline's
1: probably off a little bit but basic concept is the same yeah like a while back, it was really cheap and it started to level off a little bit now Yeah, as far as not appreciating as rapidly fast. But now it's just a it's a valuable area. It's um, I would consider it a class, but not because of like school district or that kind of thing. It's just a class because it's kind of like a trendy, hip place for younger people to live and they pay a lot of money to be there. Mm hmm. So there's a lot of access, to, like you said, bars, restaurants, nightlife, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, It's also close to the city, so transportation's fairly simple. Um, but in areas like that, you're going to get retail buyers as well, which is why I say that probably selling them separately is going to be the most useful. If you have a portfolio of a bunch of properties that are all rented out and it's in more of like a landlord type neighborhood, sometimes it's better to... Or not better, but easier to sell as a portfolio, because there are people that buy whole packages of deals. Um, they're out there. I don't. I don't really buy a scattered site myself, but I know people that do.
0: Mm. And uh, um, in in a case like this, I guess h- m- sort of a tangential question: how would you how would you advise someone with a portfolio to position things for a ten thirty one kind of a sale?
1: A 1031 would probably be easiest as a portfolio, at least timing-wise, would be my guess. Um, I don't really have any experience as far as separating them all up and then trying to 1031 them all. Just because of the way the timelines work, yeah. it might be difficult depending on how fast they all sell. You know.
0: Yeah, and the core idea behind a 1031 is essentially I can sell a property and then any capital gains I would have paid I'm not going to pay. And I, but the stipulation is that I buy I think one property or is it one or more in the next
1: um you have to just reinvest that money into like a like kind thing. So you have to invest it into other properties, but you have to identify the property within I don't remember how many days specifically. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Um, but, it, but you have a window to identify that next property and yeah. close it and everything. Yeah, there's so there's a, rules associated with that.
0: It's like less than 100 days just for ballpark. That's my understanding anyway. Yeah, for sure. So um, All right. in that, yeah. So there you I don't go, know Charles. what
1: spam... Charles, if you can call back in and let us know what spamming a portfolio is, <laughs> yeah. that would be ideal. Um, I mean, maybe he means spam it up, like spam the numbers up. How do I make them look beefier? than what they really are Hmm. (laughs) in which case i would say i don't know (laughs) i mean if i guess you could post fake numbers but that's pretty misleading and somebody's going to find it during due diligence anyway you could um if you want to build a property up for sale though like a rental property you always usually want to get the units up to market rent at least that'll help up your value do whatever basic things you need to get the market rent up, then your property's worth more money. I'm grasping for what spam means. Yeah. Spam, I, spam sandwich. Sell, what was yours? Sell, sell properties <laughs> aggressively money.
0: Yeah, something like that. Amazing money. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Is
1: that like a Russian proverb?
0: Uh, sell yeah.
1: properties amazingly money.
0: Yeah, why not? There you go. It's a, uh, well, I think we've done uh, for the level of effort that went into Charles' question. I think we've. Hit the bar and then so. There you go. That's my feedback on that one. We just
1: got prank called.
0: Yeah, basically, <laughs> a, a real milestone in the show. So, all right. Well, I don't think we need to recap that one. Uh, if you call in and you ask a good question, we'll try and give you a good answer. That's all I can say about that. So, I think for this next one, we're we're gonna jump into a mailbag question. So, this is from slightly hopeful on Instagram, uh, and. This person's about to close their first property, so congratulations. And they're saying, I am planning to use Cozy for rent and tenant screening. And I had questions for you guys. What do you do about leases? I have a real estate attorney, but I haven't asked them about a lease. I've heard about landlord associations as well as bigger pockets having forms. Um, Someone suggested I get copies from apartment complexes in my area and use them after I have my lawyer review them. Anyway, interested in what your thoughts are on uh, essentially creating a lease template. So, uh, I'll tell you what I did. I asked Tony. <laughs> he was my real <laughs> estate agent. Uh, and that will pretty much always be my advice is you want a real estate agent that's doing what you're trying to do uh, and they can help be your steward through this process. So, uh, not particularly helpful uh, for, every, for perhaps this person whose agent may, may or may not fit that criteria. And I guess, Tony, was that your case? How did you get your first leases? Can you remember?
1: So I'll tell you how I would get my lease if I lived in Pittsburgh. I would call into the show at our phone number, leave a nice question with your email address, and in return, I will send you my lease because we need more questions. Whatever. That's a stupid plug. But what I did first was um, I went to... Can we put
0: one on our website, actually?
1: Uh no, I'm not an attorney. No. I don't wanna like throw that out there. Got they should it. probably CYA, you should have your attorney review everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's that part out there. <laughs> However, what we did was uh my wife and I before we were married and before we started investing, we took a property management class at the local community college. Hmm. So as part of the property management class, it was Not a huge sum of money, less than $200 for maybe eight weeks or something. Um, It was a group class. And as part of that, we got all the forms that we needed. Mm -hmm. So and as I've told people that all over the country, like different customers or different people, it seems like tons of community colleges have these kind of classes, just property management in general. So you can go there and get all the forms that you need for your local area and a sort of uh guide in the teacher too, because they'll explain to you all the different stuff in the lease and everything. Um, so that's how we got ours. There are tons of forms out there that you can get for free. However, most of those form leases are kind of they're either garbage or they conflict themselves, which mm-hmm. is another form of garbage, or they're just very balanced like for the tenant and the landlord. If you're the landlord, you kind of want like a landlord-friendly lease, um, ideally, within the law, obviously. Is you you want to make sure it'll stand up if you go to court. Right. But in that case, I would find like a local real estate attorney. And a lot of the real estate attorneys sell packages of forms. So you can go to them and say, like, hey, do you have a package of forms that has a lease, a 10-day notice, a renewal form, all that stuff. Um, And you can get that from the real estate attorney. In addition to that, uh, most realtor boards and realtor organizations for whatever state have template forms. But again, those forms are very like balanced between landlord and tenant. So I usually, as an individual, I like to get a more landlord friendly lease. As a realtor managing for other people, I have to use the realtor lease. It's just something that I'm kind of required to do. But if I'm self-managing, I would definitely go find a real estate attorney um, that's selling like a package or go to like a property management class locally to wherever you're investing in.
0: Yeah, I Get like that idea. That way. I like yeah. that recommendation, especially like community because, college. I mean, there's property right. managers everywhere and it's going to be specific to your region, which is great.
1: Right. And we used um, the other benefit was that you actually like got to talk to the person and they would explain to you how different different things work in the lease, like what they actually mean and how to enforce them and stuff. So that was very useful. Um, and I still use that original lease that that guy gave us. And every year I feel like I add different sections all the time just based on something stupid that happens to me. Every dumb section of my lease is based on some stupid activity that happened. Yeah. Um. But at the end of every year, I send it to my real estate attorney and just say, Hey, can you take a quick look at this just to make sure that everything is still enforceable? And that if I send you to court for something, you can, it'll hold up. And he does that for me. So that's useful.
0: Yeah. And I think just to, you know, in case you're a really nice guy or whatever, you know, just because you have a very landlord friendly lease you know all, all that means is if it goes to court you have leverage right so like mm-hmm. you, you know it's not like you could be nicer than you have to in the lease sort of a thing like no one's going to take you to court cuz you you know they're supposed to pay for the opossum flea issues but you paid for them <laughs> right so yeah you know, don't think of the lease as like the end all yeah you know, uh, the starting point it's the ending point you know what i mean so you know it's it's your legal yeah. backbone
1: yeah i mean i I guess I use it as a starting point in a way, though, because we sign all of our leases with our tenants in person um, or or on the phone, connect with them while they're signing, because we walk them through every provision in the lease so that they know everything that they're being held to. And the first thing that I've always said to a tenant when we're signing the lease is I look at them and I say, before we even look at this document, I want to let you know that if you respect the property, you respect your neighbors, you pay your rent and all that goes smoothly, we're never going to have to look at this again. But what I'll tell you is that this is a very landlord-friendly document that you're signing, and if we go to court, I'm going to win. And there's also a clause in this lease that says that if we go to court and I win, you pay my attorney's fees, (laughs) and my attorney is $150 an hour. So (laughs) respect the property, respect your neighbors, and pay your rent, and we'll never have to look at this again.
0: Yeah, we do, a prob- prob- <laughs> we do something probably less advisable and certainly a little less assertive where we, we try and put, like, you know, this is the intention of what you're about to sign. It's like, look, be a good neighbor. Mm-hmm. Like, follow the laws. You know, even if it's legal and you're a bad neighbor, don't do it. You know, it's just like... It's like ten bullet points of, like, look, this is when rent is due. This is where you live. You know, it's like, don't be a dick, basically. We try and put in, like, plain text because, yeah, we... I mean the next I, I forget how long the lease is but it is like 7 to 10 pages of legal ease and ours yeah. is
1: 24 pages yeah. with rules and regulations pages yeah. yeah
0: so they start to feel like they are signing their life away and it's like look you know so yeah and, and I mean truth be told that has gone a long way with the tenants like they actually appreciate that you talk to them like a human being before you throw that 20 page doc at them
1: Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. And that's also kind of like, I know that what I said sounds assertive, but I also usually said stuff too. like, I wouldn't be signing this with you. Like we do an exhaustive background check and like a search on you. So if I would think that you were going to violate this, I wouldn't have, we wouldn't even be at this table today. Yeah. And then I go into, but if you do, (laughs) here's all the bad things that can happen. Yeah, so then they know up front, like, and we cover all the main stuff that we don't want them to do, like, you know, no fire causing things, don't play loud music, don't smoke, don't like pick up after yourself uh, when you're being like whether you have pets or if you're just messy like that sort of thing, and then we do have a clause in our lease too that says that like, if we get a call for a contractor, and it could have been prevented by reason by like a reasonable person just anybody with no technical skill if the contractor has to come to the property and do something that the tenant could have done we bill the tenant back for the contractor's work and ex- and i always give them examples of that cuz it sounds like they're going to get billed for all the maintenance but really it's just for like if the if an electrician comes cuz your outlets aren't working and all he did was flip the breaker like I'm not paying the electrician ninety five dollars. The tenants paying the electrician ninety five dollars. If they tell me a switch isn't working and they just didn't replace a light bulb. Like that's getting billed back to the tenant. <laughs> just stuff like if you leave your washer running. OK, and it, you don't check on it and it leaks and it overflows and does all this damage like that's on you. It's not a, a routine repair. That's like something that the tenant caused. And there's a whole section on that stuff that I go through examples with them of like what's okay and what's not okay, just so that they start to get an idea of what they're expected.
0: I like it. I like it. All right. So, to recap, uh, my advice is you know, find your mentor essentially, someone who's done what you're trying to do and talk to them. Tony's advice was uh, consider a community college. Uh, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about online courses, but community college is specifically mentioned. And then also real estate attorneys sell packages. And that should have a, a couple different forms in it. Do you have a rough like price line? I think for community college, you said less than 200 bucks. How about for the? That's roof? just
1: for that's just for here. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't remember how much it costs. Uh, It I think that the last time I saw the attorney selling it, it was like, fifty dollars for a cd so this was a while ago this is probably like eight years ago and yeah. it was like 50 dollars for a cd that had all his forms on it it wasn't even like a zip drive it was an actual yeah. cd rom drive <laughs> okay um but i my main advice here in summary is i would get your forms from somebody local not from some legal Zoom or I know Bigger Pockets claims they have it reviewed by like local people to Pennsylvania, but they're not they're not getting it reviewed by people in your city. And the way that the lease is enforced on the first level is just gonna be magistrates. So a local person is going to put together a lease that's gonna stand up in the local area, how the laws are enforced there. Um, especially because landlord-tenant law, at least in Pennsylvania, is not always the most clear. Uh, it's not as clear as you would like it to be all the time.
0: So, perfect, perfect. All right. Well, I think with that, we're gonna roll into uh, something we learned this week. Do you yeah, have... you first. All right, I'll go first. So, for me, uh, we we basically do like live in house hacks. So we move into a place that's ugly and we try to make it less ugly, and then we move out, and we do that again roughly every year. And uh, we debated, you know, should we just, like, wait an extra week, and, uh, you know, we have to move into that house when we buy it because we do an owner-occupied loan, but it's, like, 60 days or something. So, you know, we could pay an extra month's rent, essentially, and we carry two mortgages. But we were like, no, let's get in. Let's be, like, extra frugal but then the downside is we had to redo the floors and paint the house and all our stuff is in there. (laughs) So that's what I did this week. And it's a lot more work. And it, you know, we basically decided going forward, it will be worth it to like pay the extra even half a month of mortgage stuff and just, um, you know, be able to basically like paint the house without having to move all the furniture around. And I mean, we only have a two bed, one bath and a downstairs. So yeah. it's like 1200 square foot. So even, even doing, you know, moving all the furniture around in that thing, is just a ton of work. So, you know, there, you know, I guess my, my lesson is like, you know, sometimes, uh, I don't know, spreadsheet magic a little bit. You're like, oh, this will save us 700 bucks. And then like a week <laughs> later, you're like, oh my God. Like I was up till two in the morning every night moving fucking furniture around. So, anyway, there that is. You can
1: also just pay somebody to do it for you. You
0: well, you can, but you know that's like the other end of the thing. You know what I mean? Like,
1: your next one will be your last one before you just start paying people for you.
0: Maybe, I I, <laughs> I you know perhaps the other learning is we're using that Allure Grip Strip flooring. Yeah, and it's great, man. I love it. I did our So easy. Did our whole downstairs floor in like a day. And that was ripping yeah. out the carpet, rick- ripping out the tax strip, ripping out the staples, laying the new affiliate floor. links in the show notes. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but
1: uh yeah. no, that stuff is great. It's super easy to put in. It's actually held up all right for me with like not too much separation after uh I think our oldest one is like A little over five years and we don't have any separation yet so Mm. for the cost of it that's a pretty good time it's a totally easy diy project too like it's pretty easy to do it yourself
0: yeah yeah So that's
1: good um yeah i hate working on the places while i live there Uh, after the second one we definitely just fixed them up before we moved in even we did even though we did the work at least the bathroom and the kitchen The other stuff, I'm not so worried about. But when you only have one bathroom, working on a bathroom is like an impossibility. And especially you, like, well, I guess you could probably use the sink for kid bath time. Still. Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. uh, Probably not. I'm trying to think. Laundry tub in the basement.
0: I'm trying to think how we bathed our daughter because we had our bathroom reglazed. So I'm trying to think, oh, you know what? We just went to the YMCA. And we would put her in the pool and then give her a shower there.
1: Makes sense. But, yeah, because, like, trying to not use the bathroom for, I don't know. I mean, our last one that we did was a total, like, smash out. Like, tub, toilet. It was just empty. So then that took, like, two weeks. And, I don't know. It's a lot of going to the gym and... My mom's house and like all kinds of stuff that was not enjoyable.
0: Yeah. So, man, I, have a, that I have a story about that, but I, I think I I need to talk to my wife and see if I can tell it yet or not.
1: <laughs> Makes sense. Um, that's cool. So, what I learned this week is that using like local message boards can be useful. So, hmm. on Facebook, there's a couple uh, groups for my specifically for my community and we have a storefront that came vacant and nobody wants my storefront right now like yeah i was marketing it i don't i had one inquiry and i got this inquiry and it was for a guy with like a tobacco store and i remembered that everyone on the community page always bitches all the time about like all we have in this area are vape shops and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that's not true. There's like three vape shops, maybe four, maybe five. I don't know. I guess there's a lot of vape shops, but whatever. <laughs> there's more than just vape shops. So then I posted a thing and I just said like, hey, I have this storefront for rent, eight fifty 50 a month, um, this many square feet, I see that a lot of you guys or a number of you complained about the kind of businesses that move into our area. So this is your opportunity to help me find a good business that will benefit your community. And I got like a lot of people that connected me to different people that have businesses that said like, Hey, here's my boss. They're looking for another location. Here's their number, blah, 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 blah. And then I had people like reach out from the Facebook page to go see it and stuff like that. And that was just yesterday I did that. And I had way more inquiries from that than I have on my own marketing. And in addition to that, I feel good about it because I feel like I'll be able to put in a business in the area that like the people want yeah. and that's kind of benefiting the community and will ideally come from somebody that also lives in our community. So they'll have their business and where they live here. So it will be pretty cool. Um, And the only reason I even thought of that was because that first dude that came by said he has like a cigarette store, which, I mean, if he's qualified, he wants to rent it. I uh, don't know if I'll turn his money away, (laughs) but but hopefully something that people want will come in prior.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Really good advice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess to recap kind of what we talked about today, you spam your portfolio by first you let us know what that means
1: spam me outside how about that
0: yeah how about that Uh, (laughs) check out community colleges and real estate attorney uh, packages most specifically look for someone local when you're trying to get your lease templates and uh, I think that's all we got anything I forgot Tony
1: no all we got That's all we need so take us out where we need questions they're supposed to call us in for questions so where do they call
0: uh so our number is 412 212 8366. Uh let us know your name, where you're calling from, drop a question and we'll get to it. Uh yeah, 412 212 8366. Sorry, the internet cut now out. They know. Me. Cut out all the here you're going. <laughs> so. I saw that. Okay, uh,
1: well that's that. Um see you guys next week.
0: See you next week. Peace. That's it for this week's episode. Check us out on Instagram at BeFreeRE, on the web at www.befreere.com, and give us a call with your name, where you're calling from, and where your question is. 412-212-8366. Catch you next time.